Blog Talk Radio. Having a great Wednesday, swinging cats and dogs here. But uh, nevertheless, what a time to be alive! We got the NBA fi- uh, conference finals, and everything else is nice in the world. So why not get to it? So anyway, this is Scott Burks. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Clown Hour. Uh, I'm the creator of Sports Ball called the, call, call the Clown Time. Excuse me, which is what this podcast is a partner of. And you can catch me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. It's Clown Spell with K, by the way. And you can find me on Facebook. <clears throat> Just do a search in the search window, whether you're in your smartphone, uh, laptop, desktop, wherever. Just type in the Clown Times. Again, it's Clown Spell with K. You'll ever find me there. That was a fun and post interesting sports stories, funny as memes, stuff like that. But anyway, uh, lots to get into tonight. Um, I know, like, uh, normally our podcast would be on Wednesday nights, but. As I said on social media, we had an unexpected, my wife and I had an unexpected date night opportunity with our son being away at summer camp just for the night, with, like, like with the school. So I'm like, well, shoot, got to take advantage of this. If you're a parent, by the way, you could sympathize, but, or empathize, as you say, but at any rate, uh, so we just decided moving from last night to the night. So we're going to get into it, like, you know, the um, NBA playoffs, as I mentioned earlier, the conference finals. West Conference Finals is long over, and the Eastern Conference Finals is going on right now as we speak. We're going to get it to the next us, the Los Angeles Lakers, with Magic Johnson calling out Rob Palenka, and people blaming each other, and LeBron is in the middle of the mess, and who the hell knows what's going on in there. We're going to talk a little bit about Deontay Wilder in, this, in the um, aftermath of his knockout win in the first round over Dominic Brizel. Uh, the Broncos said in Brooklyn over uh, over over last weekend, and we're gonna get into my final Game of Thrones power games, and we're gonna throw a little mention there about um, uh, uh, Juwan Howard's hiring as the head coach of the University of Michigan Wolverines. So to help me do all that is my is my man, my my uh, my co-pilot, if you will, you're young for the yards, such HBCU sports, the rest about all things HBCU sports, as well as. Easy Radio every Tuesday night on Facebook Live. Wayne Nash is in the house. What's happening, D? How you doing, brother? Scott B. Who you with? I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it, man. <laughs> hey, before we get into um, let's like like we might as well just just talk about um, uh, Jawan Howard right quick getting hired mm. by the University of Michigan, which was a surprise to most people out there. Um, mm-hmm. I look at it a couple of ways, man. I did a blog post about it earlier today, and um, basically, I thought it was, it was bold as hell. Obviously, it's a bold hire. It's very outside the box, but I, I love it. I love the hire. Mm. 
I love the fact that the the university is finally doing right by the Fab Five and their legacy. Exactly. Um, you know, saying because let's just be real. A lot of people weren't paying attention to Michigan basketball until the Fab Five arrived. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's good that finally the university bridged that gap with the with the Fab Five. And also, I like the fact that um, this is, this provides opportunity for the Fab Five to come together. And by that, I mean Jalen Rose and Chris Webber. And as a matter of fact, Jalen Rose said on Get Up on ESPN this morning that, and I'm paraphrasing, I have that direct quote in front of me, but he said the beef mm-hmm. between him and he and Webber is over because he doesn't oh, wow. want to bring that. He doesn't want that to bring that into, in, like, like into the, the, the university or what he called the Ann Arbor's campus. And, mm-hmm. you know, because he wants them all to be united behind uh, Juwan Howard and support that. And you know what? I think Chris Webber, I hadn't heard from him. No one's heard from him. But I'm pretty sure he wants the same thing, too. Mm. I hope so, um, for his sake. The thing is, though, um, I don't know if we've been following the situation as close as one another. But oddly enough, all the only the only side between those two in, in terms of uh, 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 Jalen and Chris that I've heard from has mainly been Jalen. Jalen's been the one that's yeah. been more vocal, but I will say that he has more outlets to do so. You know, when when right. Chris is normally um, on television, he's basically covering he's he's covering the NBA. You know, right. it's very rare that anyone will ask him about NCAA basketball or even bring up the situation. And still, right. um, there's a possibility that he's been invited to come on television to talk about it and may have rejected those situations. But, right. you know, if, if it's been one-sided and mainly coming from Jalen Gordon towards Chris, you know, and unfortunately, you know, it, it had to continue to play out, even dating back as far as even though it's not that far uh, away, the documentary that they did on ESPN on on yeah. the Fab Five with the other uh, thirty for thirty, you know, because there was a risk there. Just Chris wasn't there. It just seemed wrong for them to do this thirty for or do that thirty for thirty without Chris, because right. the, depending upon who you were, you thought Chris was the leader of that Fab Five, even though everybody was talented in their own right. But to have that squashed. Right. That'll be great, so they can go ahead and bring that piece of history into this current regime with their friend being hired as a, as a new head coach. For you, it's a surprise. Um, I just thought it was a great move by the I university. Was shocked. Um, I was shocked. I, I they would do it. They I don't know if they offered the olive branch like that. You know what? I'm just glad that you know it's a possibility. Either they had this in mind, or maybe they even. Mm-hmm heard Jalen's plea, because Jalen was on his show, Jalen and Jacoby, pleading for the university yeah. to, to hire Juwan, or to at least give him a look. Mm. And sure enough, after he does that, a couple of days later, he's being considered as a candidate. So I, I thought that was a great yeah. move by the university to, to even do that. And like I said before, we don't know whether or not Chris will be able to, to have his players as prep as 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 Beeline had him, uh, had the Wolverines during his regime, 
But Juwan, yeah, uh-huh. in terms of finally bringing in or bringing in uh, uh, Juwan, uh, 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 who was a great in high school, a great at the University of Michigan, an uh, all-star and a champion in the NBA, so he knows what it takes to win on each level. It's a fantastic move. So it's it's all about whether or not all of that can translate in, in, into his coaching. Well, you know what? A lot of the listeners probably don't even realize how good of a player Juwan Howard was. Um, yeah. First of all, he was drafted in the first round. He was the fifth overall pick by your Washington Bullets. Yes, sure enough. On the Bulls, because there were no other Bullets back then. But anyway, yes, they uh, were. <laughs> he played for he played for seven years in Washington. Uh, mm-hmm. Later, played with the Mavericks, Nuggets, yeah. and but he spent a lot like some of his, most of the time his many years with the Heat, both as a player yeah. and as a coach, assistant coach. He won mm-hmm. two titles with the Heat, and yeah. he was an All Star in '96. They're all mm-hmm. NBA third team '96, so '95, '96 were his best years. Even though Those he is just related to a big play day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he got paid in DC. <laughs> he did get paid. See, that was the thing. But he was balling uh, out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but there was a bidding war for uh, Juwan services between Washington and Miami because Pat Riley really wanted him. That's right. And Pat offered him over a hundred right. million. I can't remember over the longevity, but when we in DC, we thought he was gone. We didn't think that Washington would offer him that much money. Being that they just gave Chris a huge deal, that was worth eighty right. eighty plus, but in order to keep him, they had to give him a hundred, and and that's what they did. And then of course, you had the injury, the shoulder injury. Then there was the infamous party at, at Juwan's house where a young lady accused uh, both Chris and Juwan of of, of uh, raping them. Turned out that it wasn't true, yeah. but during the whole. Right. Um, investigation. They traded away Chris, and then they subsequently traded away Juwan. God, oh man, every time I think about that whole situation, thinking about what the Wizards had during that time period, that's they get all of it away. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Not, not just is? Chris and Juwan. Both of those guys in the They prime. also had Rasheed Wallace. That's they right. They also had Rasheed Wallace. The squad. And, yes, and they traded him away for Rod Strickland. But. Then you also look at the the the, the, the strict situation after draft after trading away uh, a seed, they also brought in Ben Wallace the following year. So you talk about the mm. ultimate what ifs, and they brought in Ben Wallace as a, a, a second round draft pick, if not an undrafted free agent. So there was a huge, yeah. a whole lot of talent in DC at that point in time, man. That. Unfortunately, what's our sale? I swear to God, man. There's many reasons why I want to punch him in the face, and that's that's in the, on the list for the guys that he traded away. But I digress. But yeah, but this all comes back to say that unfortunately, if you didn't get a chance to see Juwan play as a player, you missed out. Um, yeah. We started to see what he could do towards it. Hell of a player, and 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 he's learned a lot from the coaches that he's uh, uh, been been under. And mentored by yeah. by the likes of, of especially Pat Riley, so he's seen some great yeah. and, and and Fisher at Michigan, so he's seen some great coaching. Hopefully, all of that translates to what he's attempting to do in Ann Arbor. One last question about the Washington Peace. Who was y'all's head coach during that time? My God, remember? 
Oh man, that's a fantastic question, dude. It is bad. <laughs> I can't give you the answer off the top of my head. Oh uh, man, was it? It wasn't. It wasn't Collins. God, who was the head coach? Man, I couldn't tell you. But it doesn't you. matter. But it doesn't matter. But the point is, is that people don't realize how great this is. This how it was as a player in college and yeah. in the pros. So mm-hmm. I encourage you all, Google this dude. He is. He yes. was that dude. There was a time in, in the NBA when he was that that dude, as they say. Um, exactly. So, but I would like to, I'll say this, man. It's this is a gamble. I love the gamble, but it's a gamble mm-hmm. nonetheless. They just lost John B. Uh, Bayline. Bay is it Bayline to um, to the Cavaliers? He had nothing but good things yes. to say about Howard. He was hiring, which yeah, mm-hmm. he's a classic dude. I think. I mean, it's a shame that they this year lost such a great coach. He really coached his boys up, and he was a teacher. Yeah. He didn't yell at them. He didn't cuss at them. As, as far as I know, he was encouraging. He was getting on them, but he was encouraging. I mean, yeah. coaches need to load. They don't have to yell to get their point across, but that's another podcast for another time. But, you know, he was classy, nonetheless, about Juwan Howard's hiring. Look, I think it's going to do wonders for their recruiter. Not that Bayline used, like, like left a couple bare for Howard. But I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. Jawan was has been in the NBA for how many years? He's, he's he was he, in he the was, was fifteen coach. years at least. Yeah, and and he was the assistant coach underneath Pat Riley's regime, even though he was under Spolstra, mm-hmm. mind you. But he Spolstra is a Riley guy, and so yes. that means by osmosis that Howard is a Riley guy. He, I mean, he he learned from the best, and mm-hmm. you know if you think about it. Um, Guess who else he's attached to from his years in Miami? One LeBron James. LeBron James and, and Dwayne Wade. Dwayne yes. Wade. Yes. So, do you don't you think recruits would be happy as hell about that? I got me a coach who's connected, who not only is connected to, who but who knows LeBron and and D Wade intimately. I mean, he knows them well. So, Matter of fact, I mean that. Yep. Both both gentlemen congratulated him on his hire. So you you, you have you a guy that once again, like you said, like like we've said, the the guys that he's learned from, the coaching tree that he comes from, and being yep. on the coaching staff when you had to manage the players like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade at the same time should give him a whole lot of credibility. Yeah, a lot of it. And that will help in recruiting a lot. It's, it's yeah. going to really help in recruiting. Could you imagine Juwan coming to a child's bedroom? I mean, bedroom. I'm sorry, that didn't sound right. A child's living room. <laughs> with, with their parents. That didn't sound right at all. With the, I, I, I put my son to bed. That's what I'm saying, bedroom. Um, you know, in the, in the living room with the mom and dad and and, and, and having the possibility of LeBron and or D, and or D. Wade with them. With mm. with Juwan in the living room, these four or five star recruits. I mean, just imagine that as a kid oh. seeing that, and that's what he's going to bring. And, and also, you the know, Midwest? he's going to bring back the legacy of the five five too. Exactly. Oh, you're talking about a guy from the Midwest with him being from Chicago, and if he feels as though that he's yes. going to need that extra push to get a guy, he what is he going to do? Potentially bring another guy from Chicago in that room 
to help talk to these guys, being who? Dwayne Wade. If you're going to Ohio, yep. you need that extra push on the guy, why not call your boy LeBron to come speak to this dude? Why not? You have yeah. him at your disposal. Right now. And whether or not they help you out will be fantastic. Yep. Yep. Especially Chicago. I think the Wade yes. would probably be more help him because he's, like, retired. But, I mean, if anyone knows the show of Chi-Town is D-Wade. And, yeah. you know, it's – and imagine this. LeBron's and D-Wade's kids are both basketball players. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know a lot of people are saying that LeBron's kids is going to LeBron. He's going to probably go to Duke if Coach K is still there just because, mm-hmm. like, LeBron's really – really connected to Coach K, and rightfully so. Um, yeah. But, hey, it's always that possibility, especially with D-Wade's son, Zaire. Um, <laughs> and, and not mm-hmm. only that, again, you know, the, the recruiting possibilities with his connect, with Juwan Howard's connections alone would do wonders. And, yes. again, big hire, big-time gamble, rather. He's never been a head coach before in his life. But I think I think it's a low. I, I I don't think it's such a high risk because I was I, Michigan's only paying. I say only quote like like uh, air quotes only paying Juwan two million over five years. But that's mm-hmm. a great gamble, and I like yeah. the fact again that this bridges that gap between the Fab Five and the legacy with the university. And I think nothing but good will come from this. I really do. And then so the plus the current well, players on the roster. Yes. Have to be excited too. Yes, have to be. But yeah, we talk about LeBron yeah. and, and D Wade, but like Jawan wasn't a, like Jawan was a slouch back in his day. He was one of the best players to come yeah. out of Chicago when he was in high school as well. So that'll that'll yep. resonate most definitely with the parents to these kids. But for those kids, of course, who didn't like we just said, didn't have much of an opportunity to see Jawan play, he can most definitely right. bring in guys to uh, to talk to them. Uh, especially someone who people who have knowledge, direct knowledge of his coaching style to these kids. Right. So, I think I think again, I, I think this would be a, this is a great gamble for Michigan. I mean, mm-hmm. because who the hell else is going to come in like like behind Bayline, the Bayline, and 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 say and do the garbage job that he did and get the respect from the current players who are under mm-hmm. uh, Bayline. To respond, and I think Howard is the perfect gamble for this. I I really do. Yes. So we'll see. As long as it brings the Fab Five together, as long as it ends that beat between Weber and um, uh, uh, Jalen Rose, and brings the rest of the crew back, get the university back on speaker terms with the Fab Five, and helps. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, gets behind Jawan and support him in this transition. This is going to be this is this has nothing. This this this. This I have a hard time seeing this go wrong, unless he does a bad job himself. That's the only thing yeah. that, that could that could derail this, of course. But I, I think it's a good gamble. So let's get back to the NBA right quick. Um, <laughs> and you know, with the East Conference Finals going on right now, Toronto just tied the game with Milwaukee. Uh, oh, wow! You know, at 34. Uh, I know Milwaukee had a big lead earlier in the game. Toronto's pr- uh-huh. playing very well. And their own their confidence has to be sky high. They've won two straight. Obviously, I mean, even though of course those two games were in Toronto, games three and four. But how much pressure, 
you know the pressure, right? Let me. I mean, check that. You know the pressure has to be on Milwaukee. I mm-hmm. mean, to see them go lose two straight games to a team with one superstar, albeit one superstar in Kawhi Leonard, but whose supporting cast is not nearly, in my opinion, as good as Milwaukee. That's the one Milwaukee surrounding uh, Giannis. Um. It has to be because if, if Toronto, I'm, I'm not if, if, if Milwaukee fight, they can't go down three two going back to Toronto. No, they, they can't. They can't because Toronto's a different team at home, and they have a lot of confidence right now. So, give me your thoughts on what Milwaukee is going through as they're trying to as as, as now that they're trying to salvage the series, even though you know even though it's a best of three tonight, and they're tied right now with the Toronto Raptors thirty four to thirty four. Well, there has to be a lot of things that, that's going through their minds. Number one, they have to be figuring out, or especially Giannis, has to be figuring out how do I play, get back to being who I am, especially inside the paint. Because that was something that the Toronto mm-hmm. Raptors did a great job of defending while they were playing in Toronto, especially in game three. They held this band with a 12 points. He had 23 rebounds, yes, but they held him to 12 mm-hmm. points, a 5 or 16 shooting. And he was 2 of 17 from the free throw line. Dude, if he was to make one or two more of those free throws, especially in regulation, they win that game, even though they did have him shoot poorly. Um, same thing with Chris Middleton, who put up 9-9 nine, nine and, and uh, three assists in that game, shooting three from, uh, what was it, three from six? Yeah, he shot three from six yeah. from the field. So he didn't have a good shooting night in game two either. But it just happened to be game three. You talk about the depth of of uh, Milwaukee. In and, and, and Game Four, Toronto has six players in, in double figures with um, uh, Kyle Lowry scoring what I think about twenty five, twenty six points. So the thing is, if Toronto can continue to do that, but see, I say stuff like that like it's easy to do because they haven't been able to do it throughout the entire playoffs in terms of being consistent. Um, and that's something that Milwaukee hasn't been doing throughout this entire series. They look great at home, but you get them on the road, and we we get a shell of themselves. So the thing is, either team is going to have to steal one on the road. The thing is, who's going right. to be capable of doing so? And um, as we, we yeah. like to say over a CD Sports, a series in any sport doesn't start until the road team gets a win. I don't know if this series yeah. will ever start. I think this, this series will end up going seven. The thing is, mm-hmm. who the, – the, the, the thing is, you know, <clears throat> Milwaukee cannot lose tonight. They can't lose tonight in order for this series no. to, 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 to go on to seven. And well, at least come back to Milwaukee because if they lose it tonight, it's it's done and over, in my opinion, in Toronto. It's a wrap. In Toronto, it's a wrap, yeah, me. because – yeah, well, uh, no pun intended, rap, uh, uh, being a rap. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I would I know, be completely right? su- surprised if, if, the, if the Raptors win this series. Let me ask well, they would have earned man. it, though. Right. Okay. With all this going on with uh, a certain rapper, a certain rapper of beige persuasion, uh, <sighs> who seems to be vocal at games, yeah, do I yeah. find Drake annoying? Yeah, I do. I find him very annoying. I I know the fact that he sings when he raps. 
I know the fact with the fact that most of this rap was mostly pop. I'll uh, like yeah. MC Hammer was in the eighties and early nineties. Yeah. But do I have a problem with his antics courtside? Yeah, no. Yeah, because again, I find okay. it annoying. But at the same time, if you want to shut him up, I would advise the Milwaukee Bucks and, and Coach Budenholzer to actually play well in Toronto. That would probably help. Yeah, that would be the way to do it. Shut him up if anything. If they want on their home floor, especially the one on uh, Toronto on Toronto's home floor, you know. And then now, now Toronto has to lead by one right now. Um, oh. Yeah, exactly. So Drex will be talking mad shit if, if Toronto holds on and wins Game Five. But nevertheless, I mean, come on. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, again, is he annoying? Yes. Should he sit his beige yeah. ass down? Yes, he should, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm just saying. But then again, it's coming from me as a Knicks fan. I love Spike Lee. I love the fact that he's he annoys the the hell out of the opposing team as well. But still, if you want to shut him shot. up. Do what do do what Reggie Miller did back in the day and score eleven points in eight seconds and beat the home oh, that's team. Oh, that's everybody up. Yeah, but I was going to say exactly. Did um, did did did, did you did, did did Spike was Spike ever in anyone else's huddle? No, he wasn't. He was on the other side. Did Spike of the court, ever put his yeah, hand on another play, on a player of another team? Nope, he put his finger in what's his name's face and Reggie Miller's face, but no, he wasn't really in his face. But the point he was talking yeah, shit. But no, the answer is no. Yeah. And, and, and also, was he was he massaging the back of Pat Riley during during timeouts? No, he Pat Riley would probably smack him if he did if he tried. You know what I'm saying? See, <laughs> so I understand that, that people like to make the connection to Spike Lee, and yes, this is the evolution of Spike because we've seen other things yeah. from other rappers and 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 other celebrities who are doing stuff like this during NBA games. That's that's also the, right. the, the 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 blessing and curse of having that type of closeness at basketball games because you can't have this type of closeness in the NFL. There's nowhere in the world right. that someone's gonna be able to jump out of the stands onto the sidelines and do these type of things. Oh no! But you can do it in the NBA no. because you're able to sit on that that sideline like that. You don't want it to right. happen. You don't have those celebrities sitting down there. That's that's part of the problem if you really want to be real with it. Because Spike didn't necessarily yeah. sit that close during the 90s, but now you have that ability to sit on that very front row. So that same front row that lines up with the bench. Hey, mm-hmm. they want to sell them seats? Okay. You're not stopping these dudes from doing it? Okay. Don't be mad at them for, for doing it. Be mad at the league for allowing it to happen. Because it is what it is, man. Right. Fans get that hype. If I was sitting down there, I don't know if I'm massaging dudes. I don't know if I'm smacking somebody on the butt, but I'm, you, you, you see me making some. You see me yelling at somebody, and then until they kick right. me out. But you know they do give celebrities a certain leeway. But yeah, I'm 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 upset that he does it. But like you said, and coming from a fan of an organization that has shut up Drake in numerous occasions in the NBA playoffs. Thank you, Washington Wizards. The only way to mm-hmm. do it is to beat him. And I've seen right. that Bama quiet at the many a playoff series. So, yeah, it, it's it's Remember Paul Pierce? Watch him quiet. Paul Pierce? Oh, Did yeah, I do. Yeah, oh, many yeah. times in that regard. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. 
One more thing I forgot to mention. I call game. Before I went on that on that on that Drake rant, rant is that uh, by the way, so, uh, I, one of his favorite songs of mine is, is well, my favorite songs of his rather is "Feeling Ways." I gotta give him props for that. Ah. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, um, Kawhi Leonard, his defense on the Greek Freak has, was a game changer. Um, and he's been playing on. He's playing on. He's playing D on uh, uh, the Greek Freak again tonight. Um, what can Milwaukee do to actually get around that matchup? Because the series, we all know, the series is all about matchups. Yes, um, it is. So, is there a way that the coach, that coach uh, uh, Budenholzer, could get around that matchup to take advantage? Have the Greek Free possibly take advantage of his size advantage over Kawhi and get to get him on track? Or what? 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 What could be done? Maybe like. Have the other players step up and shoot, a la Chris Middleton and Malcolm Brogdon and and, uh, and uh, Odd, Eric Bledsoe. Oddly enough, the two things you just said are the two things that were number one and number two on my list. Number one, you go ahead and try to use the size as an advantage. Number two, yep. Um, you you have to, you have to be able to stretch the floor in order to stretch that defense. If they're not able to stretch the yeah. floor. Everybody's gonna gonna be able to, to be uh, to, to, to potentially cheat in certain situations on on the defense. Because right. I'm not concerned about you hitting buckets right. if you ain't hitting buckets. So yeah, that's that's gonna have to be done. Um, another thing that's gonna have to be done too is, is potentially have another guy and Marcus All be another threat on the on the blocks and force you yep. to have to have him cheat to him as well. But of course. They don't use Marcus all that way, so it is what it is. Right. It, yeah. If the thing is, if they cannot go through Giannis, they're going to have to find other ways to win, and they're going to have to find. I should say they're going to have to find other ways to win consistently because that's been the issue. If you would have taken Chris Middleton's play from Game uh, uh, Four and put it in the Game Three, mm-hmm. Milwaukee is leading the series three games to one. Because you know, like I said before, yeah. he scored three. He scored nine in Game Three, then he puts up thirty in Game Four. A situation where you know they played Giannis okay. Giannis put up, I think, like maybe twenty in that game, but Chris had thirty. Mm-hmm. So Chris had a mean night that night. So if, yeah, it's it's about them being as consistent as possible. I don't need them to be great. I need them to be consistent, and that's where that thing right. comes in. If Milwaukee can continue to play consistent ball, they'll be fine. But the thing that I'm more concerned about, though, is I don't see enough consistency coming from either team in the East to really give a threat to Golden State right now. I know that's not even a question, and I guarantee mm-hmm. you probably weren't even going to talk about that right now because we're on game four, mm-hmm. game five right now of the East. But I'm for, a future forecasting, the way that they both teams look right now, Five games at best in the NBA Finals. Wow. At best. Speaking of which, I'm glad you mentioned that because let's talk about Golden State. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. Without yes. without uh, Kevin Durant, the past five, what, four and a half games? No, five and a half games. Five and a half, yeah. They, they're obviously undefeated. They've obviously been undefeated mm-hmm. in those games. Uh, Stephen Curry has, has, been, has been a beast, as has mm-hmm. been Clay Thompson. As has been, yeah. um, uh, God damn it, his name's on the tip of my tongue. Draymond. 
Draymond Green. Draymond Green, yes, sir. Draymond Green is having triple doubles the last few games of the Portland series. Mm-hmm. Especially important when he just came alive and became a playmaker. A point forward, if you will. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just crazy. Um, you know, it's, it's just crazy. But but the people tend to forget there was seventy three win team without yes. KD, and it was a Draymond Green ejects away from winning two straight before titles before KD arrived, and mm-hmm. they're ballers. And yes. to your point, they would be the prohibitive. The Warriors would be the prohibitive favorites, no matter who they face. And you know what the messed up part about that is? What's that? Both, both Milwaukee and Toronto would have home court advantage over the, over Golden State. That's right. Yes, yes, they would. Both of them would. Mm-hmm. Both of them would, would, would. Both of them would would have home court. So that's what makes this finals be even more compelling. Because this will be the first time in, like, shit, like maybe four years that Golden State would not have home court in the NBA Finals, mm. which, which would be – that, that, would, that would be cool to see them overcome that. But to your point, I'm more generous than you. I'd say six. I'd say six if it was Toronto because – just because both teams, I think, are deep enough to match with Golden mm-hmm. State, it's just that Golden State's been there and done that. And outside of Kawhi, both squads really are pretty, and in the East are pretty green as far as NBA Finals mm-hmm. go. And so, you know, you never know if if um, if, if 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 Cal Lowry of Toronto would show up, if 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 if, if Pascal Siakam would show up, if Paul if Marcus Gasol would show up, if the bench would show up, Van Fleet and Company would show up. Or uh-huh. with the case of Milwaukee, how would the Greek freak and his and his crew act on the big stage against the defending champs? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's a those See, that each, both each teams record wise are better than to and are better than Golden State. I think both uh-huh. squads swept Golden State, if I'm not mistaken. I know Toronto wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, and I think Milwaukee did too. So both squads had regular season success against Golden State, but this mm-hmm. is but the finals are a different animal. <laughs> it's a totally mm-hmm. different animal. This is for all the marbles. Was all about exactly. matchups and adjustments. I think Bolderholzer is is great with 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 matchup adjustments. I think Nick Nurse of Toronto is pretty damn good with with, with matchup adjustments. But Steve Kerr has done that done this show before. Done it many times. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, uh, but I to think, your point, I think. Uh, but, I, but 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 right quicker, and, and I'll let you dive in and, and unleash. But okay. I, I think, I think I'm more generous than you. <laughs> I, 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 I if it's Toronto, if it's Toronto, I give, I give, I, I give them six games. Mm. If it's Milwaukee. I give them six games. I'm not even going seven yet. I'm just going to go six. Mm. Yeah, I'm very point, and I'm going to make this real quick. Um, you've yes, already sir. said that both teams are extremely green. The only advantage yeah. in teams in terms of experience when you're talking about the two Eastern Conference teams is the fact that, yes, Toronto has uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard, who, of course, has been a finals MVP and has played in several finals. 
But the one guy that we always right. tend to forget about is Danny Green. Danny Green has played yeah. outstanding in, in, in a series in which nice. I think they lost that series to, uh, to Miami in, in seven games where Danny Green exploded. But we haven't seen that Danny Green in years. But at the same time, right. he still has that experience. So if it is Toronto, that's one of the advantages that they will have. But like we said, the rest of that squad, super green. Plus, we know the, the history of Toronto. And, and look, you know what? At this point, we can almost throw that out the, we can throw that out the window. The, the, the whole history yeah. of the Raptors, we keep saying that, oh, their history, oh, their history. This ain't the same team. This is by far not the same team. And we, we can tell by who's been balling on their squad and who's been showing up. Those guys either didn't have big roles on the roster last year or weren't even on the team last year. But to, uh, to Milwaukee, right. yeah, they're completely green. And we've seen what great defense does against Giannis. And the one thing that we tend to forget a lot is how great of a defensive team Golden State is even without Boogie and Kevin Durant, that team has been great right. defensively. So if, if Toronto is capable of holding them, I think Golden State will be capable of holding them as well. Um, so that's why I'm like, yeah, whoever does, it, it's it's a rapid five. <laughs> well, going from uh, – I hate to go from inspiring, from inspiring Dallas Juwan Howard, to compelling, which is the Eastern Conference Finals in the Golden State's run, to a downright mess. What the hmm. fuck is going on in Los Angeles Lakers land? I mean, with uh, Magic blaming, coming out on was the first take, blaming uh, 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 Rob Polink at the GM, accusing mm-hmm. him of going behind his back. He, I don't think he's still on any decent terms with Jeannie Buzz, even though he did repeatedly called himself brother and sister. Um, mm-hmm. And with Jeannie, and Jeannie Buzz having apparently Linda Rambis as a as a powerful player in the in the organization, with Carl mm-hmm. Rambis being the shallow guy, and some other yeah. cat who wouldn't allow Magic to fire Luke Walton, and then Paul LeBron's in the background wondering what the hell is going on with them hiring Frank Vogel, even though Frank Vogel's a respectable coach, but it's Frank Vogel. Yeah. And you're gonna have and 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 Jeannie Buss company made Vogel hire Jason Kidd as top assistant. We all know how that that's gonna play out, right? That yeah, we talk that about that. LeBron's gonna confide more in Kidd, and Kidd yeah. gonna eventually overthrow Vogel. Maybe mm-hmm. with not this coming season, but the following, but but the season after that, a la Ty Lue did mm-hmm. with David, um, what's his last name, the former coach, David Black. David, David Black. Black. You know what? So I think it happens quicker than that. What's going on? Because of how much time yeah. LeBron has left on his contract. But go ahead, continue. Because I, 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 no, 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 that's fine. No, no, yeah, I, I, my, my, I'm just saying, what the fel- what, what the hell is going on here? I, no, you know, you, I mean, you, you know, you're so flustered, right? You combine two cuss mm-hmm. words together. <laughs> I, 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 basically, I was going to say fucking hell, but I put them together to say flail. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway, what is going on in La La Land, dude? Because I have no clue. Man, you, 
you call it a mess. I like to call it the soap opera, you know, as the Lakers turn. Yeah. And, man, when I watched that interview, first and foremost, of course, it's, it's, it was easy for Magic to do because his homeboy was there, Stephen A. And, you know, he still right. really kind of, he still respects uh, 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 Max. And then the wife of his other boy, Jalen, all on the same show. So it was easy for him to do. Yeah. Now, depending upon which side you want to take, that interview can be taken one of two ways. That interview can be yep. taken, oh, wow, look how dirty they did Magic. Or, oh, my God, Magic is just don't care. Magic is, is, has a poor work ethic. So because I've, I've, I've seen it and I heard it from both sides. Both can sides. be true. Both, and both should be true. Be true. I think both are true. Especially because, yeah. you know, if you, if you take certain aspects from that interview away and you analyze them, with Magic saying, you know, I, I like to focus on my jobs, one. Two, he told Palenka, dude, I'm only going to be here three years. There's no need to try to rush me out. You can take over when I'm done. Those are things that saying, you know, okay, I can do this job. But I don't necessarily want to do this job. But at the same time, it doesn't help help when you're backstabbing me. Or it can be seen as Polinka is thinking Magic ain't doing his job. I got to step up and take the weight. But according to Magic, he's saying that Polinka is telling people that, you know, he ain't doing his work. But once again, depending upon what side you're looking at it, he can either be telling people magic's horrible as a backstabbing way or telling people magic's horrible because he's truly not doing his job. Depends upon what angle you want to look at it from. Either way, like you said, people who are culpable in the situation, like I've been saying, it's been like 90 95% mm-hmm. Palenka, 5% Kurt Rambis' wife. And uh, uh, Jesus yeah. Bus at the same time. But more Kurt Rambis' wife, even though we don't know fully what she may have said and or done in this situation as a part of her, of her influence on Jeannie Bus. Either way, if you look at it, the person who really comes down to blame for this entire thing, of course, is Jeannie Bus because she is the one who surrounded herself with all with this entire cast of characters. She's the one yeah. who's friends with Kurt Rambis and his wife. She's the one that went ahead and decided to hire Kobe's agent as, as your GM. She's the one who thought it would be a great idea, and on paper it sounds like it, you know, especially if he's willing to work, to bring in Laker great Magic Johnson and as your team president. So she's the one that brought these people together. Unfortunately, it just didn't work. The thing is now is to bring in a bunch of people that that will work together in order to bring this organization back. That's the only way this organization is going to get back on track. The funny thing is, and it's interesting that you pointed up, two things real quick. One, the fact that Matt yes, pointed out that he wanted to fire uh, 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 your boy, uh, uh, Luke Walton. Luke Walton, yeah. And the fact that they was with it, then they wasn't with it. The magic leaves, yeah. then they win it again. Word? And magic yeah. that was part of one so of the reasons why he left. So they did what he wanted to do anyway. Yeah, they did what he wanted to do anyway. So that that didn't make sense to me. And then, of course, 
you know, Stephen A got to go ahead and get 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 the extra scoop because, of course, he knew that asking this question was going to generate conversation for those who found it interesting, like myself. He asked, right. Magic, if you were going to be in the front office with the Lakers this year, which two players, because we all know you're going to need two extra players in order to compete for a title, which two guys was on your radar to bring in this year for free agency? And I don't know if you remember hearing the two names, but the names that he said were Kawhi Leonard and uh, 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 Kyrie Irving. Yep. So the possibility that those names still may be resonating throughout the halls of, of well, throughout the Lakers side of yep. the Staples Center to try to bring them in. Now, my sister, who I've said many times on the show, who's a huge Lakers fan, she's hoping more so that it's Kyrie and Anthony Davis. Either way, if you're able to bring in any two of those three to L.A., be very interesting, especially to see Kyrie and LeBron back together again. And there are a lot of people who are theorizing that that's going to happen based upon some of the things that Kyrie had said in terms of his praise of LeBron over the past couple of months. Right. I think that if he does that, he being Kyrie, I think he would um, that would be a huge I don't think Kyrie would give a damn, but that would be a huge failure, failure in his quest of leading his own squad. I still think mm-hmm. a lot of people have him and KD going to the going to the Knicks. Some people have yeah. Kyrie considering the, the the Nets because he grew up a Nets fan when he when he grew up in, in New Jersey. Um, yeah. And plus, the Nets have a they have a they have a good squad. They just don't they matter do. in New York as much as the Knicks do. So exactly, um, and they got money. So they got a lot of money too, and they got cap space. Mm-hmm. So and assets to move around. Um, but again, it's, I just don't feel so bad for LeBron, and I'm not a big LeBron on the court fan. I'm, I love him off the court, what he does in the community yeah. and how he speaks out. But, I, mm-hmm. but on the court, I, you know, I, he's a big time whiner. He's the size. He's the size of. A, I always say he's the size of a defensive end, but he flops and plays, <laughs> plays like a little bitty ass soccer player. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just saying. But again. You know, LeBron has to be looking around and wondering, what the hell did I get myself into? Exactly. What is this mom and pop shop that that that, that was once a proud franchise? You know, they're still yes. living off the eighties and nineties. So uh-huh. again, I'm I'm not saying it, it's I'm not saying it's impossible. You never know until the ink is dry and the press conferences were had already had have been had. But it's it's a tough role for LeBron and the Lakers, man. And I just don't see any free agents wanting to go there, aside from possibly balling with, with LeBron, but to put with a mess in the front office. And in the coaching, too, I, I I just don't see it. I I just don't see anything getting better for the Lakers come next season. If they don't but you know a what? line in the form of free agent or two. What? Exactly. But the, the, the thing is, <clears throat> if you look at it, even the Lakers of the eighties and nineties still had his and early and early two thousands. Well and mid two thousands. It still had its drama. The, the the untimely firing of Paul Westfall, uh 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 what else can we look at? You could look at the, the, the Kobe Shaq beef, 
than the, the, the Kobe and Denver situation. So you had your 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 your, your situations that happened in LA. The difference is you had a more steady and stronger leadership then than you do right now. The likes of Phil Jackson, right. uh, the, 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 the likes of Dr. Buss, the likes of Phil Jackson. You had those pillars of leadership there within the organization that players and fans alike and, and front office alike could all trust and lean on. You don't have that no more. You don't. And right. the only way that that's going to get better is if they bring somebody back like that. And unfortunately, as of right now, as of this date, they don't have it in the Lakers uh, front office. And I don't know who they're going to turn to right. in order to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I just, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, anyway, before I get more confused at the foot off the Lakers, uh, uh, drama. <laughs> I'm gonna touch on boxing right quick. How about your boy oh, yeah. Deontay Wilder, man? Dude just knocked the shit out of Dominic Brazil in the first round. Two minutes seventeen yeah. seconds in the first round knocked his ass out. Old yeah. WT out. Not them out. <laughs> he goes to forty-one. His record is now is forty-one zero and one with his long. Draw if he would the blemish going to Tyson Fury, which people thought were some people thought was a uh, controversial draw, and I think that's a rematch waiting to happen. Even though I I want to see I want I would I would rather see Deontay fight Anthony Joshua before he gets back in the ring with Tyson Fury. That's just me. But mm. what do you think of Deontay's? I know people growing about that. You're not the only one growing that, but. What do you think of Deontay standing in the pantheon of all heavyweights? You know, not all boxers, right, but just heavyweights. Um, you know, he's a Johnny Come Lately. Not a Johnny Come Lately. He's a, but, I mean, he you hadn't really heard about him until, like, the last, what, the last three, four years? He's been boxing for the last four years. Well, no, not boxing. I'm sorry. He's been a, a, a title holder for like the past three, four years. And, right. Or at least a contender for the past four years. No, he's held the title for the last yeah. four, four years. I'm sorry. Um, right. The four thing years, is, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah if, if you're uh, – this ain't the 80s, this ain't the 90s no more. If you're not watching boxing, you weren't going to hear about Deontay Wilder. Um, even though now right. he's starting to get ahead – and he's starting to bring some some recognition to the heavyweight division. The thing is, though, you ask me where he stands in the pantheon of all heavyweight? Come on, dog. That's unfair. I I like to to, to kind of compare him to Klitschko or maybe even Lennox Lewis, right? And I say that by saying this. He's the best of his – he's one of the better ones of his kind. Technically, Wilder's not even the best one of his time because he really hasn't even fought all the top guys in his in, the, in his class yet. The only one that he's fought, right. excuse me, that's in the top five or in the top seven in his weight class is Ortiz, who he's beaten. Everybody else, yeah, I'm sorry, he no, I'll take that back. And, and um and and Fury, I forgot he fought Fury, so he drawed with Fury, which depending upon how you saw that fight could have gone either way for 12 rounds. 
That's why I'm like, when people say right. it was debatable, I looked at that and I was like, eh, that could have gone either way, dog. Um, but uh, with Ortiz, yeah, he beat Ortiz by TKO, but that's still even low in the rankings of the top ten. He ain't fought nobody else. Now, unlike yeah. you, I would, he's going to need to beat Fury in order for him to move on to Joshua, in my opinion. That's just me. Oh, really? I, 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 can't, I can't have a unification about without getting Fury out the way because he ain't got Fury right. out the way yet. We go ahead, we get that settled, then we can go ahead and talk unification. So, God, even if you want to do that, there's still, still some other guys I think he needs to go ahead and beat or at least fight before he can really talk about Joshua. But if you want to go ahead and skip all them badness to get him to Joshua, so be it. But he's still going to have to beat Fury first in order for him to get to Joshua, in my opinion. That Joshua, wow. Fury, is, to, to me, his Joshua's goal. been running from him, though. I, Joshua's I been running from him, though, for a while. I know, which, which is which is bad on, on Joshua's side, too. So it, it don't make Joshua look good that he running from him. So, but yeah, now I'm I'm a, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need Wilder to beat Fury first before he can go ahead and 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 and, and I'm gonna need him to beat Ball Bull before you get to Mike Tyson. How about that? I got you. For, for I got you. I a, a, a lack of a, a, a but yeah, there's no way in the world you can compare uh, uh, Wilder to, to 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 the likes of Tyson, Holyfield, uh, 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 God, it's bad. To, Ali, uh, uh, Frazier, George Foreman, Jack Robinson, the uh, 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 Brown Bomber. Nah, dog. Jack Johnson, yeah. yeah. Nah, dog. You, 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 no, he, 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 he ain't in there yet. He, but the, the, the bad I had thing, though. Him. I had to ask him. I know. I had to ask. I know, but the bad <laughs> thing, though, to his point, he don't have nobody, in my opinion, because I'm like, Joshua, who you beat? The guys that you beat, even the guys that are in the top ten, I'm not impressed with. I mean, they could beat yeah. me. Yeah, they could beat me in, in the fight. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah, we all know that. But in, in the realms of boxing, who are they? Who are they? So to mm-hmm. compare, you know, to compare Wilder to those guys, you got to compare who he's fi- who he's fighting or who he can fight to those guys that they had to fight. You know, he he ain't really got nobody. In, in in his generation that I that I am impressed with that that can help him be considered do in, in, in the in the realm of greatness. He don't. Well I, I just well yeah, I agree with you. I feel like I agree with you. I'm you know, I have to ask. You know, some some people get riled up like what? I know they do. It's um, insane. Yeah, I mean people have to find something to talk about, we all know that. But one thing that Deontay has in his favor, he's an American. And mm-hmm. that's what was sorely, the, the heavyweight division was sorely lacking when Klitschko yeah. had the belt. And no offense oh, to Klitschko, yeah. I think he was a great heavyweight. I love him. Uh, mm-hmm. But he just didn't sell because, frankly, no. other than the fact he's not American, he's Russian. <laughs> so, um, you know, or, or Ukrainian, same thing. But at any rate, um, <laughs> yeah, and also, and, and um, I should have said the same thing. Um, but Andy Joshua, <laughs> I was going to ask if he was American, but he's a Brit, 
which even has even more to him running away from uh, Deontay. Just do what the British does, did back it. in the 1776 and just get your ass whooped. Just take your ass whooped. And just keep going. Go and back. Keep going. Cause just go. Keep going. Keep going. Just kick your ass whooping. Go back. Have some tea and crimpets. And get the fuck out of sight. You know, just 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 stop I mean, running. I mean, technically, from Deontay. I was gonna say doing yeah. doing Lennox Lewis's first run, he was running from Bama's too until Tyson and everybody got old. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, now right. I want to fight." Oh okay, yeah. I, I bet you do now. Yeah. I bet you do now. Yeah. So you know. Something about yeah. those cats, man. I, I I just don't know. I just I, I like Linux though, but still, the point is, is that I, oh, see, yeah, I, I see I now. see this, I I see Joshua running from Wilder. He knows about to take yeah. that ass whooping. But to your point, um, but that's but that that be that 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 make. I mean, the, like 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 I, like I say this. He can he being Joshua can say all he wants that Deontay needs to to officially beat. Beat uh, uh, Fury before Joshua entertain it, but it's just a bad look mm-hmm. for Joshua, I think, being the other title holder. Because like, Deontay is WBC, I think, and this cat, I believe, is w, WBO. I could be wrong with that, but uh, oh, long story um, short, is that. I was going to say, uh, Wilder WBO, is, is WBC. WBC, yeah, and, and Joshua yeah, has the other WBC. stuff. Yeah, WBC, yeah, WBA, IBA. yeah, Joshua got the other four. And WBO, right? He got four of them. Yeah, yeah, he got all the muscles. So, WWF, yeah. NWA, WCW, he got all of them. Bro. He got all of them. WBA, all those, right? UFC. Um, <laughs> so I, I get it. I, I get it. I suppose Joshua holds all the cards. I just need that Brit just to show the hell up and stop running away from Deontay. I just need him just to show up. If he's that dude, yes, he has four big belts and two Deontay's one. But if he's that yeah. dude, he shouldn't keep running away from Deontay. Because I don't yeah. know he's going to have to see the man. He's going to have to see the music one way or another. Yeah. So, at any rate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, it's fitting that I'm going to the segment in an angry note because, you know, <laughs> as many people in this country and probably around the world are probably pissed off at the – they've been pissed off all season at Game of, Game of Thrones, the eighth season, but not as pissed uh-huh. off as pissed off as with this last episode of the series when Brian, when Bran, crippled-ass Bran is now the damn – Rule of the Seven Kingdoms. Oh, I mean, wow. I've got questions. Okay, first of all, I've I, I, I got questions. I've got questions. i got a lot of questions. Okay. I hope that all this right. wouldn't go the way of Lost, but nevertheless, I have questions. First of all, how does Bran the Broken start? And they really need to fix that talent. The Broken, by the way, go from chilling for 10 years to suddenly become the king of the Six Kingdoms. I mean, he's been sitting in his chair chilling. Looking, going back in time and shit, not doing a damn thing, and becoming the king of the seven six kingdoms. I don't get it. And then the Night's Watch. Okay, if you don't have the White Walkers, and if the Wildlings are cool of everyone, why still it was still it's why is there it's still there Council Black? Why is the Council Black still there? 
Why didn't they fix the wall? Why did why why how did John Snow go for being resurrected only to have his dumbass go back to the night's watch? What's the point? And also Daenerys Targaryen being killed by making out with a nephew slash lover, which is still nasty by the way, who was Jon Snow. I mean, come. I mean, I I, I just don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't know why Tyrion Lannister, Tyrion Lannister still keeps sailing up. But at any rate, let's just get to it, man. Let's just get to my final power ranking. I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna keep it quick because I'm still annoyed. So I'll start from the bottom, work my way up. First of all, number ten. All the way that we drop all the way to number ten is Daenerys Targaryen. She got her ass shanked by Jon Snow, who came in at number nine. Um, number eight is my man Samuel Tarly, who still never gets any respect, even as a grandmaster. Number seven is Brienne Tarf, who wrote that Facebook, what looked like a Facebook post about Jamie Lannister. <laughs> um, number six is Sir Davos, followed by Bronn of Blackwater. Number five, who went from Sales War to the Lord of High Garden for some reason. Gosh, I know why, but I'm just, I'm just getting better. Number four, Arya Stark. And this is another question. When she got her ass in that ship and decided to go to what's, what's, the, what's out there other than Westeros, where, where is she really, what, why is she, is she going to get, she's going to get contract scurvy because they don't have any, any toothbrushes and water and food and all that. I, anyway, no, no, uh, number three, Tyrion Lannister who keeps managing to fail his way up in the world. Number two, and I really love her character, Sansa Stark. She has a lot of little figure in her. Um, she's a true schemer. She got the North to be independent, so good for her. And number one, of course, the new rule of the Six Kingdoms, Ron, the Broken, or whatever the hell they're going to call him, Stark. So there you go, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. My final, my final uninspiring, non-excitable Game of Thrones power rankings. And... Um, one thing about Game of Thrones, I heard that they're going to have a spinoff and shoe about that, but I'm just not. Yeah. I've been impressed of, of eight season, eight season, all season long, and this last episode, I'm like, you got to be shitting me. But it's over. <laughs> People can go back and not making fun of us for watching Game of Thrones, and I'll be right in the world. So, anywho, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, let me let you bro. get I'm back sorry. to watching tonight's game. Yeah, I know, but at least there's a game on tonight. At least it's competitive. So at least I have that to look forward to. I know you're going to look forward to it as well. Let's do this again this week, shall we? Yes, sir. All right. Take take a lot, brother. Peace. This is my man, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on uh, Facebook Live every Tuesday. I'm on Facebook Live. Sleazy Radio every Tuesday on Facebook Live. I, I'm so upset I can't even think straight. As well as the sports blog, y'all slash HBCU Sports, where it raps about all things HBCU Sports. Thank y'all for tuning in to the podcast. It's Scott Brooks set it out. 06. Peace. All right.